Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parent Successful Students. And I am your host today, actually. I am doing the podcast, and I've had several guests on, but uh, today you've got me, Helen Panos. I am the owner of Dynamis Learning Academy, and it's a K-12 tutoring and advocacy program. Um, we also help with SAT, ACT prep, and we um, uh, do online writing workshops. So we do mainly um, in-person in Atlanta. We also do virtual uh, in Atlanta and elsewhere all over the U.S. And we are uh, more than happy to help your children reach their fullest potential. And today what I'm talking about is three things your teen should know when taking online classes elsewhere. And what I mean by that is if they're not taking, especially high schoolers, if they are not taking the courses at their high school, then um, this uh, podcast is mainly for you to listen to parents because what's happening is uh, children and teens are um, basically are choosing courses that are either, you know, just overpowering them. There's a lot of work involved in them and they didn't realize that that was going to happen. So I wanted to bring up some tips uh, that you as a parent should sit down and look at with your teen before they choose these outside online courses. And what I'm referring to as outside, quote unquote, is like your Georgia virtual classes or an Apex class out of Florida or um, um, anything where you're, it may be a GED class, anything where your child is not taking it at the public school or their private school, let's say, um, and they are using a third party um, school environment to do it. So um, number one, I wanna say these online courses are not like maybe what they saw during COVID. And um, what I mean by that is children and teens need to be um, aware that these courses are just like a regular course they get in school. They're not going to be easy. They may view this as being easy because during 2020 and 2021, things that were online, um, we know definitely in 2020, um, that was just like three months toward the end of that semester there um, when we got out in March of 2020, and they only had till May. Um, a lot of things were being forgiven. Um, teachers were definitely being told not to grade so strictly, to basically take anything they turned in and they were not going to probably fell anyone. Let's just be honest. Um, 2020, that fall of 2020 into 2021 was even more interesting in, in a different way. It was more, 
the delayed coming in, synchronous, asynchronous. If you remember some, you know, some kids were virtual, some kids were in person. So again, the school systems were not being fully, um, you know, back to their usual selves, let's say, as what, what during pre-pandemic time in 2019. They, again, were probably easing kids back into uh, the school environment, trying to ease them back into a regular class. Um, again, not all of them were in person. And um, if you recall, people were getting sick and they would, you know, possibly cancel classes and send them back home. Um, they may be virtual, but again, some of that is because they were trying to ease them back into a regular routine and it wasn't gonna happen immediately. So fast forward a little bit into um, the fact that uh, now in 2022, 2021 or 2022 school year, um, a fall of that is basically, um, I'd say they still get some virtual. If you recall, they just had some during election days uh, in November. They've had them um, for election day. They've also had it in December for a runoff here in Georgia. So um, they've sent them virtual for those days. Uh, they've done a couple others like that, where they needed to do that um, for different reasons. So again, when they do that, a lot of times teachers record things and then the kids get on and they view it and they do their work. And again, probably viewed a little simpler to them, but not your typical real course that you really sign up for and you do online from day one and you got, you know, you have 18 weeks or so, 16, 18 weeks to do it. So I want to, especially depending on, I want to talk to parents about how to pick those and to definitely evaluate those before you actually have your team take them and, and keep in mind your team and what they're capable of doing. So picking them is very important, number one tip. Um, and timelines are important. So I would suggest, um, you know, you look at what your team is capable of doing and are they going to be self-motivated enough to take on a course online that's a full-fledged course, like if they were in a school environment and do all the assignments that are posted there. Because typically when you do an online course, it's actually harder and entails more work because the teacher may not be live the entire course. So that's one thing I wanna um, bring up to parents is look at the structure of this course that you're signing up for, whether it's Georgia Virtual, Apex or anything else, Georgia Connections or anywhere else you're getting credits for teams. Um, uh, then you want to look at is your, you know, is the timeline going to work for you? Because it's not necessarily like the public school timeline. And, um, you know, you want to see what's all involved in that course. Um, so I invite your team to not just sign up for a course because they want the credit, but they really need to look at it and see if that's for them. Um, because what's happening is we're finding in Dynamis Learning Academy, we're having to rescue a lot of students, a lot of teens who have taken these kind of courses, whether it's GD, Georgia Virtual, Georgia Connections, Apex, or whatever else is out there. There's a lot. Um, and they're not keeping up with the coursework. They're having difficulty doing that. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. Have your children ever test for the gifted program in their public school? Maybe they have, and it's been 
less than two years. In most cases in Georgia, you cannot test your child again for two years. However, looking at an eligibility form from the prior time they tested is very important. At Dynamis Learning Academy, we do this and are qualified to uh, coach you and instruct you on how to navigate the system, which means your child could possibly be tested again sooner than you think. Also, if your children are um, looking to get in the gifted program and they did not qualify two years ago, let's say, then they can be tested again. Reach out to us at 770-282-9931 so that we can discuss this possibility and instruct you on how to move forward within the public school. Thank you. Number two that goes along with number one is look at the syllabus. Ask um, these the, the individuals that are in charge of this, this course or the people that are in missions and are signing you all up that you would like to see the syllabus of the teacher that's teaching, let's say French three. We had a young lady that um, took a Georgia virtual class that was a French three and her teacher just happened to be, seemed easier when she took level one and two at her school uh, system. And um, now she ended up with this Georgia virtual class and it was very much more difficult than what she would have been used to. So she thought, I think in her mind, possibly that it was going to be easier as well and maybe not as much work. So just the opposite, it had oh, like 14 modules and I don't know, a bunch of assignments within those modules to do. And you had to do a speaking and a listening part and an assessment part. And you were also timed on that assessment and you had like an hour to do that assessment or that clock would run out. So you really had to know your material in order to stick that out and do well in the class. And you had to make sure you managed your time. Another tip, um, kids who have an issue with maybe executive functioning or ADHD or maybe um, just you know organizing, you're gonna have to assist them parents if you're gonna take a course like this because the parent, the, the teacher that's on the other side is probably not gonna do that and they, uh, virtual type class that's outside of the actual school system, you probably get a teacher at school to sit down with your teen and work on organizing a notebook or figuring out how to set up their schedule, right? And when to work on what. But when you're dealing with an outside vendor like a Georgia virtual, um, they're probably not going to do that, to be honest. So you need to be careful about that. You really need to examine what is your child um, going to be able to do here? Are they going to fall, you know, very hard on, on themselves and, and take it take it literally if they can't get it done? Um, so then you could reach out to us and we're able to assist. We've been assisting multiple teens in that. Uh, we just had the French uh, student that I'm talking about that stopped doing her assignments on September 30th in the modules on Georgia Virtual. So she was failing the class considerably actually pretty badly in like a 13. And um, she was she pretty much had shut down because she had her own AP classes going on as well at the school system and then had this virtual class. And really the virtual class, probably to, uh, a lot of teens might be put to the side and I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later because it's not part of their school day, right? And part of their structure. So I definitely wanna 
set up the alarms here to parents to really take a look at that and have a discussion with your teen about if you're going to do an outside virtual class for credit, maybe something extra you're doing, um, that you really identify what all they expect your child to do. And how is that class structured? Is the teen is the teacher going to be on on live or is she going to just be recorded? Um, because that's maybe possibly different and could affect your child's success. And um, you know, definitely asking for that syllabus ahead of time is very, I think, key. And then it, it would help you determine maybe if they even have some due dates they can share with you ahead of time, how they expect them to do this. Oh, they might have a suggested pacing of how to get all these assignments done. But I know when I took my educational leadership degree, I did it half virtual, half in person. So it was like a hybrid back in 2009. And um, you really had to manage your time. When I think back at, I was also teaching. So you really had to manage my time and all these books I had to read and these assignments I had to do, then I had to meet with my group to work on and things in person. We had to go to a class, two classes once a week in person. So you've got you've got to understand that when it's a virtual class like that, they really add a lot more work to it because they have to justify the time that that class has to take and award the credit to your team. So I wanted to bring that up because I'm seeing a lot of this right now and kids are struggling over it. And then number three, I would say is, because uh, this also came up, is if your child has a disability, make sure that this school, this outside source also knows your child has a 504 plan, if they have a 504 plan um, or if they have an IEP, because this is very important that they follow it as well and they are supposed to follow it. So this happened again with this French student who was taking it from Georgia Virtual. They had not gotten the 504 yet. And then I stepped in and I helped with my advocacy part of my um, Dynamis Learning Academy um, hat. I actually used my advocacy and my experience as a 504 chair to help them get the 504 plan. And we had to hurry up and get that done because time was ticking away because uh, her class work all her work was due by December 9th, whereas in the school systems, I think this county is going till December 20th, for instance. Um, so that's a big two to three week difference in when they expect things due and what a county school system might expect things to be due. Another thing is the ending of that class is very important to know. If they do uh, shrink down the the uh, weeks in a curriculum or in a semester, you need to know that as well. So we found that out and we're a little surprised that the due date was December 9th. Um, but this child did need a 504 plan. She didn't have one yet. She had some medical issues. We definitely, I jumped on, did a 504 plan, listened to all the teachers, helped the parent with that. And we got her the extended time she needed to get that those assessments done. Um, also, she... Uh, had some frequent breaks and things like that so she could get it done. Um, happy to say she did pull out a B in that class. But um, I have another situation where an Atlanta public school student um, was taking an APEX course and she did it for a different reason, to advance quickly. And so she was taking an algebra class over the summer, taking geometry currently in the fall semester with her school. 
but this Apex course is online and she was taking the algebra. They locked her out of the system <laughs> a few times and um, they were switching the teachers a couple of times and they couldn't stabilize the teacher that was going to teach this. So that was a problem. Another thing to consider is staffing. Uh, ask questions, parents, about staffing if your child's going to take a virtual outside class because we all know what's going on today is teachers are getting burned down and they're leaving the profession. So they may be having difficulty keeping teachers. <clears throat> um, but I just wanted to point that out because that happened to this individual girl. She was a ninth grader and the other one was an 11th grader. So this ninth grader, I got the call early October. The mother told me there were some modules. Um, they finally just got them unlocked and that she had till 1031 to get them done. My tutor went there twice a week to assist her in getting those things done. And she was able to complete them as well on time. So as you can see, a lot goes on that you as a parent have no control over. The student has no control over them locking, you know, the student out of modules. There is a technology piece to this. And so what we do know is that can be a problem is sometimes technology interferes. So I want to bring that up. Also, the 504 plan, very important that if you have a 504, that you definitely follow that 504 and have them follow it and make sure you share that with them. So any questions that you have for us to help your children about these kinds of programs, we're able to do that, even GED. Reach out to me at Helen at Dynamis Learning Academy. And all my information will be on the podcast notes. Have a terrific rest of your day and week. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents, Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.